Hello again, everybody. This is Lance Russell with Championship Wrestling with another big week. Join us right now. Hey, welcome to the Double Dropkick Show. I'm Heath Mulliken. And I'm Mark Whitman. And this is a special edition of the Double Dropkick Show. This is a wrestling podcast. We talk about the wrestling uh, you grew up with, the wrestling you need to watch now, and stuff. And this is going to be a stuff episode. I think you should post this on Halloween. Yes, I will post this on Halloween yeah. because Mark is going to share his thoughts on the new Halloween movie. Now, before we get into that... Uh, I have not seen the new Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son had been begging me to see this movie. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, looked at the times or whatever. We were going to pick a day. And I went to a website mm-hmm. to kind of read a review of the website because it, it is rated R. So yeah. I'm hesitant right. about taking you're my doing, son. You're, you're, you're doing your due diligence as a parent. And so I read this, and it's clear okay, this is a rated R, rated R movie. This isn't isn't a PG-13 rated R movie. This is on the other side. Well, it depends what, like, what do you, we'll get into it. What's your issue? What are you concerned about? What I read was that there was nudity. There, there's, if you've seen the original. On TV. I've only seen on TV. In the beginning of the original, he kills his older sister. Yeah. Um, And there's some. Flat, that's it. Yeah. Like they reshow that scene. Yeah. And there's some flashes of, of nudity. Yeah. But it's not. Gratuitous. It's not Friday the 13th. Right. You know, gratuitous nudity. No. So. It is done titillating. You know what I mean? It's right. Obviously, that's what the reason is, but it's not graphic. Right. And there's language and stuff. And so I just texted Drake and I said, hey, I just read the review. We're, we're not going to see this. Mm-hmm. And he said, he said, I know. Too much nudity. He said, I read the review. And, and like, it was one of those rare times where, like, my son's like, yeah, you're right. We don't, I don't need to see that. And, and so it was just really cool. And I said, you know what? It's, it'll be, it'll be on TV eventually, or you'll be older. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, and it was one of those things he hasn't, I mean, we went. This is me. You do what you want to do. I think you watch that thing on DVD and it's, there's, Ten seconds of nudity in this movie, and I and, and I think you cover his eye, right? You know when it's coming, and right, and you'll, right when they go into the flashback of of him killing her, yeah, and they just reshow the scene from the first movie. Then I think you gotcha. you cover his eyes for that. That's just me. I, no, right, I mean? right, like right. I would not if somebody's into horror. I mean, I don't think right, it's that big of and a I am not into horror, but it went from about a month before this. Oh, Dad, can we see? Can we see? Can we right. see? Can we see? Can we see? And it was like yeah, that was okay. the brilliant thing about the marketing of that film that I think they figured out how to do with with horror. I mean, they've almost been talking about this movie for two years. Yes, and it was just really, really well done. They announced early on Jamie Lee Curtis is coming back. We're going back, and there's we're going to act like the first movie is the only movie that exists. They were real straight about it. There wasn't like this twist. Right, that they were doing that. They said no, they, they're not. Bro-. See, it wasn't established till part two that they were brother and sister. Right, that was this weird plot point that they've always regretted. Uh huh. Because it kind of tied their hands. Oh them. yeah. Okay. So okay. Carpenter did. Carpenter put it in, and then kind of wished that he hadn't. Yeah. 
So they took that out. Yeah. Like that movie okay. this, so now this is now, All right, just, that's what was, was being confusing right. to me. Okay. She was just a random person that he come upon and kind of fixated on. Yeah. So they did away with that whole plot. Okay, I, had, I didn't know that. Yeah, this went back. This is a direct sequel to the first movie. Well, I knew that, but I didn't realize. That the brother-sister thing wasn't in the first one. Right. Yeah, it wasn't. It was just she, her father was a real estate agent. And he was selling that old house, and he had escaped from the institute. He was in the house. She, he said, "Hey, can you drop this paperwork off in the in the door? Because I'm gonna be meeting some people there. I just want it to already be there." Uh-huh. She said, "Sure." Walks up, drops it through the mail slot, and he's looking at her through the window. And that's where the plot of the movie takes off. He follows her because yeah. now he's she's drawn his attention. Okay, so let me ask a couple of things. You talked about the great build to this two mm-hmm. years right so i, w- I want to ask you two questions number one uh, how do you feel about that they did away with all the other sequels that that'd be question number one okay um i was fine with it. yeah i like got my take with like those characters it's almost like you know i've seen other vampire movies or dracula movies where you put dracula in different situations yeah. and, and those those characters the freddie jason michael Leatherface. Yeah. They've been doing that with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre since really day one. Uh-huh. I mean, the first one, the second one was kind of tied to the mm-hmm. first one, but it was a completely different story. Um, the third one really didn't have anything to do with the first two, and then the um, the one after that that McConaughey and Z- Zellweger and that they mm-hmm. fought so hard to keep buried because it's an awful film, had nothing to do with any of the other three. And then they did this reboot. And then they did a prequel to the reboot, and then they did <laughs> um, a direct sequel to the original. Yeah, and then they did a prequel to the original. Um, they've done all those kind of things. Yeah, it takes a chainsaw massacre. So, I mean, for me, if the choice is I get to watch another crappy Halloween movie with Buster Rhymes saying "trick or treat," you know, and then yeah. kung fu fighting Michael Myers, yeah. Or I get to watch this really cool sequel that uses the same characters to tell a good story. Hey, man, I'm like that doesn't bother me. I'm not a I'm not a guy that says Batman should never pick a gun up because mm-hmm. it's not who you know what I mean. Like right. stuff like that for me, it's just I would rather get a good story with with cool characters. So that kind of answers my second question, which is. Did it live up to the hype? Two years, build up, Danny, what's the guy's name that was involved with uh, this? Danny McBride. Danny McBride involved yeah. with this. Which is interesting that the guy who directed the Pineapple Express and, and Kenny Powers kind of created this. And yeah. I think when that was first announced, everybody said, oh, no, they're yeah. trying to make a comedy. But they yeah. didn't. The only difference is there were a few little moments of comedy to yeah. kind of lighten the mood, but they were well done. Can, they actually were funny. You can know? I stop right there? Copyright. I want to do a buddy comedy with Jason, Freddie, and Michael Myers. That, that's ridiculous. I know. It would be <laughs> a complete farce, but I think it would be so ridiculous it would be yeah. funny. They go on a road trip. No, that's yeah. right. 
Yeah, I mean, it could be – it might be interesting. They're, they go on a road trip, and they're just trying to have a simple road trip, and then they each keep killing somebody. <laughs> right, and it's everybody's like, going, can you just not kill somebody? Come on. We're trying to get away. This is a guy's weekend. How do, you, Jason, how do you know she was a virgin? <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. That's right. Um, uh, so, yeah, tell us. What's your review of the, the movie? Only, yeah, I will say this. The mm-hmm. only thing I didn't like about the build to the movie yeah. was they gave away way too much in the trailer. Oh, gotcha. You've okay. seen the trailers. You've basically seen – you don't see the – obviously, you're not seeing the entire scenes, mm-hmm. but, man, you're seeing a lot of the, the cool stuff that happens. Right. Man. Like there's – when he escapes and there's this – I don't want to – let me just – spoiler alert, because I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, yeah. spoiler alert. This is being released on Halloween. If you haven't right. seen Halloween, you probably you've had care. two weeks. Right. Yeah, you probably don't care, but – um. God, the the homage they do to part two is so good. It, you know, it kind of starts as podcasters are doing a true crime podcast about this case. Uh-huh. Uh, somebody gets the mask and takes it and shows it to him in the asylum. The, the podcasters do to kind of see how he'll react. And it it's almost like it awakens him a little bit. Right. Know? Of course. And why they they're always transferring Michael Myers, <laughs> <laughs> and they're always transferring him on Halloween, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Or a couple of days before Halloween. Can we not wait till the middle of March? Yeah, <laughs> to yeah. transfer, and maybe the day before we don't break out the mask. Yeah, and get him riled up talking about why he killed right. all these people before, right before we transfer him. Yeah. Maybe Maybe we uh, maybe we just let him calm down a little bit. We don't we don't bring it up. Now, we do it in a now, we do it on a nice warm day in now the Mark, spring. To to defend these people, it's a it's a direct sequel off the original movie, so we don't have the benefit of knowing what happened in Halloween two through ten. True, true. But man, I mean, come on. <laughs> right now, if in Halloween the next if in the next Halloween movie. They do that. Well, I believe you would have well, a super. They won't do that in the next <laughs> Halloween movie. I can assure Spoiler you. Spoiler alert. I can assure you of that. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's, I don't think it's going to be an issue. All right. Um, um, but anyway, so he escapes. He tracks down this podcasters. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets his mask back. He kills them, gets his mask back. And it's a really cool moment when he, uh-huh. like, they show him like he's opened the trunk of the car where the mat, and they show him, you know that gap that exists between the back windshield when you raise the trunk up and you yeah. can, and they kind of show him from that. Oh. So his face is obscured, and then they show him put the mask on, and it's like this moment where he and he, he feels like himself now. He's got his face covered up. Yeah, and, and then he he goes back to Haddonfield, and it's just this incredible section of the film. The film kind of doesn't know what it wants to be. Sometimes right. it kind of jumps all over the place. But in the in the beginning of part two, he is, he's uh, he's escaped yeah. from where they shot him and he fell off the balcony. And mm-hmm. he goes down this alley and he goes into these people's house. Mm-hmm. And the woman's fixing her husband a sandwich. And she turns her back to walk over to talk to him, and he steps in the back door. This is in the the original part two. He yeah. steps into the back door, and he picks her knife up where she's been carving the ham for the sandwich. And he looks at him, and they don't see him in their house. And then when she turns around, he's gone. She notices the knife's gone, and there's blood on the counter. 
and that there's a report about this escaped inmate, so she knows. And then he goes into this girl's house, and she's listening to the same report, and she's on the phone, and she looks, and the door's open, and and then he jumps up and he kills this girl. So they do the homage to that where he walks down this alleyway and he picks up a hammer and he walks in and there's a woman dressed like that woman from part two. Yeah. She's got the ham. She's cutting the ham. Oh, okay. And he just bludgeons her with with the hammer. And then he walks over to the knife, puts the hammer down, picks the knife up, walks out, goes into the other girl's house. He looks at her through the window and he's kind of watching her. Then he see him go around the the back and he comes in the back door and he kills her when she's looking out the window um, and then he, there's a girl babysitting a little boy. He goes into that house. Her boyfriend comes over. Yeah. He, he obviously, that's the scene you see in the trailer where the kid's going, there's a man in my room and there's somebody, he, you know, he, can you close the closet door? And he, and then she opens it and there he is, kills her. He kills the boyfriend. And it's, it's, it's awesome. Like he's just. Almost like he's out. He's been sitting in this mental hospital for 40 years. He's been wanting to kill people, and now he's out, and he just cannot control himself, and he just goes on a – he terrorizes Just going town. to town, huh? He terrorizes this town for, like, a few hours. Right. And everybody knows he's out, and he's killing people. And mm-hmm. then, But, of course, then you got the plot where the – Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Laurie Strode, who is she, – she does an incredible – incredible job of portraying somebody who had this horrible thing happen to them. Her friends were killed. This yeah. guy tried to kill her. Um, and the trauma that it, it's just, you know, yeah. it, it ruined her life Yeah, where she became agoraphobic, but she also became like a prepper. Yeah. And kept, like her house is, got all these guns in it and yeah. it, it drove her daughter away. They'd taken her daughter away when mm-hmm. she was like 12 because of what was going on, put her with false. Right. And her and her daughter have an awful relationship. Yeah. They're, she's got a granddaughter that she tries yeah. to, you know, but the daughter's like, I don't want anything to do with her. Right. I've tried when they invite her to supper with the new boyfriend. Um, and she can't keep it together even to do, just when she could have fixed her family, yeah, she couldn't hold it together out in public, right? And, um, and the daughter's like, "This is why I don't, right? This is why I don't want to have anything to do with you. Just leave us alone." Of course, then Michael escapes, <clears throat> and she's running around telling everybody he's he escaped, he's coming back. She goes to the daughter, y'all can't, and they're going, "We're fine. Like, don't we don't want you here?" Yeah. Anyway. The granddaughter's cell phone gets destroyed, obviously. Um, and then, of course, you have to get to the moment where Jamie and Michael are. Yeah. And it's a, it is it – is, there were things I didn't like about it. Uh-huh. Uh, there's, a, there's some stuff with his new doctor. Yeah. The, the new Loomis that I – his take is if we – what if we could put the two of them back together? Right. What if we could – I think – they didn't show him a, they didn't show the bus crash. Yeah. So I don't know that that's not being saved for a later uh-huh. to to reveal that his doctor had something to do with right. with get, getting him out because his his as a scientist what happens if we put these two people back together after all these years. So so spoiler alert because I read multiple spoilers about the movie. Mm-hmm. 
And that was implied in one of the spoilers I read that he set it all up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, it's, oh, gotcha. Yeah, I think it's more than implied as we get to the scene. Okay, gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, he, um, he's out. There's one really cool kill that happens in there with mm-hmm. the, that uses motion detector lights and stuff. Yeah. I don't want to – like, you just need to see that. Yeah, it's okay. It's really well done. Uh-huh. With the lights would go back out and then come back on and he'd be standing somewhere else. Oh, nice. So, uh, and he's, this, he's like, this kid thing obviously thinks he's the guy who owns the house to start with. And then he starts to realize, wait a minute. And it's really, really well done. So this is a, the big, I don't know, they call it a twist. I don't think it was a twist. It was, to me, unnecessary. It didn't make a lot of sense. The, there's a cop that was there the night that he was arrested. So now he's an older guy. Yeah. He runs Michael over. Yeah. And then the doctor goes down and he kills the cop for running him over and huh. puts him in the police car with the, the do- with the granddaughter because now he's he's driving all of them out to Jamie Lee Curtis's compound. She yeah. has since talked her daughter do- like the cops and everybody showed up at the daughter's house and said no like not only has he escaped he's here in town yeah and he is looking actively for yeah we, we think he's looking for her. So her Jamie Lee's compound, Laurie Strode's compound, is the safest place for right. all to be. So they get the, the her daughter and the daughter's husband, but they can't find the granddaughter because her and the boyfriend broke up. He took her cell phone and threw it in some punch a punch bowl. Uh, you know, which is good. Like you have right. to have that scene to yeah. You know, but the doctor puts him in the back seat. Her and Michael in the back seat together, and he's knocked out. And, he starts talking about her sister and Michael's sister and, mm-hmm. and it kind of brings him back too, but uh, blah, blah, blah. The granddaughter gets out of the car because Michael has decided to go after his doctor instead. Yeah. And so he kind of attacks him and in the fracas, her, she gets, she jumps out of the car and runs away toward the compound mm-hmm. and he obviously shows up. He does the whole. I mean, it's all it's on lockdown. Of course, yeah. he figures out a way to get in. Of course, you know, and she's got an underground. Of course, because what else has he been doing for thirty years in prison? Right. Except you know, learning. except figuring out new technology that he didn't know existed. <laughs> That's right. right. <laughs> yeah, but but like he bust went there. You know, she's got stuff to hold the doors down, but it, she, she's got windows mm-hmm. that you can still bust out on the door, which was kind of. I think if you go to the trouble of creating a compound you probably wouldn't buy a front door that had two big windows on the front of it that could be busted out where you could reach in and get the bar that was holding the door closed so i think we can all agree that that's kind of a silly plot hole yeah there that somebody would go to all that trouble i hope i'm not ruining this for people but i just like i'm excited about the movie no 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 we, um, well we've given spoiler alert right. so if you're ruining anything you don't care right i mean you've read it no i right. no um no so obviously he comes into the house he's the daughter's there now the granddaughter's shown up yeah um he's chasing jamie lee through the house can i ask you i, I i'm sorry to interrupt no, no go ahead do they know who gets to the house first the granddaughter or michael myers Michael does. All right. So I'm Jamie Lee Curtis. We got the house on lockdown. Here's Michael. We've got everything. All the traps are set, everything. He's trying to get in. We got no idea. The grand- How's the granddaughter getting into this booby-trapped house? 
because he's busted the front door down. Okay, gotcha. And okay. the house is not really booby trapped. Okay, so it's well, just well. a compound. The house is not like okay. But what she does have is she can sweep a room, and then she knocks this and it closes that seals the room off, so you can't get back into it. So okay. that's kind of what she does. She goes through the house. Because she's looking for him and he's looking for her. She wants this confrontation. Yeah. She has now gone from this person who's this traumatized victim to it has also it simultaneously destroyed her psyche but made her extraordinarily strong. The hunted has become the hunter. That's what we're getting to. Yes. So he's hunting her around the house. They have the big confrontation. They recreate the scene from the end of the first one. Except this time he shoots, he knocks her off the balcony and she falls. And then the granddaughter comes in the front door and she's, hey, where y'all at? You know, and he's, he snaps around to look for her and he looks back down and she's gone. She's not on the ground anymore. And now they have reversed roles. And it, it's really cool. Now he's walking around the house looking for her and she's stalking him through the house. And the daughter is in the the basement yeah and they've always talked about she locked me in this cage for years yeah like they would stay down in the basement and then she finally the daughter finally got out and she was like i don't i'm not going back in that cage yeah and she looks over and there's her gun that she had had as a kid she gets the gun because she now her granddaughter is in jeopardy or her daughter is in jeopardy so now she's she's found her strength yeah you know there's a great scene in the original movie mm-hmm. where Jamie Lee's walking through the house and there's this dark corridor behind her and, uh-huh. and it slowly lights up and you you see his mask. Yes. Okay. Everybody knows it's a very yeah. iconic scene. So everybody he's he's looking for Jamie or for Laurie Strode and Laurie Strode's stalking him through the house now, blah, blah, blah. And the He's upstairs. He has now realized there's a panic room. Yeah. Because the, the island and the thing would go over and cover it up so you couldn't get down there. Yeah. And he figures it out. He's just now, he's rocking it yeah. back and forth. And he finally tips it over. So yeah. So now the door. But he also knows there's a trap waiting. Like, you know, he knows yeah. they're down there, like whatever. So the daughter has got the gun and, and she goes, I'm sorry, Mom, I just can't do this. And she's talking up to her. Uh, she's hollering out, I can't do it. I thought I could shoot him, but I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And she's very weak and vulnerable in yeah. this moment. And he steps over into the door frame. She's at the bottom of the staircase. He steps up to the top of it. She goes, I got you. Pow! And she shoots him. And then from behind the dark corridor, you see Laurie Strode's face come into view, and she pushes him down the steps. And she says, ah, oh, trick or treat, Michael, or something like that. She yeah. pushes him down the steps. They all three now. The granddaughter follows them down because they're fighting with him downstairs. Yeah. All, it's a very, very empowering movie for mm-hmm. women. The husband is killed. He kills the husband. Oh wow! Like it's like all about, and it's really cool to see these women who are not motivated. Yeah, who are not motivated by their love and this and that. They're not looking for a man to protect them. And right, this and right. The um, you need to take that. No, no, no. Okay. We're good. Um, So, yeah, it's all about, like, empowering the women. Yeah, I like it. making the women strong, which is cool. Like, I've never had a problem with that kind of stuff. Um, So now all three of them are fighting downstairs, and they're making their way up the stairs and kind of kicking him back down the stairs just to try to get away from him. 
the granddaughter like picks up a butcher knife and hits his hand a couple of times. But they're all on the offensive. Right. They're on the offensive. They're yeah. fighting him. Yeah. They're, like they're trying to keep him downstairs. They're offensively, but trying to get away from him. Right. To create a little separation so yeah. he can fight. But all three of these women right. are attacking him. Which we've never seen in a horror movie other than. Yeah. They're always like trying to yeah. escape. And the granddaughter picks the knife up and like starts slashing at his arm. Yeah. And he lets go of the because that was the only thing holding him. They had the mother by the ankle. He's mm-hmm. trying to pull her back down. She does, when he lets go, the mother jumps upstairs, hits his butt, boom. And these spikes come across and seal him down in the basement. And she looks at her daughter and says, this was never a cage. It was always a trap. Oh. And they hit another button, boom. And you see gas start pouring out of the walls of the house. And she takes a road flare, lights it up, tosses it down there with him. They run out of the house, and how he's trapped downstairs, and he's standing there at the at the steps, just looking up at him with just ra- you can. He conveys this rage, yeah. Even though he's got a mask on, he can, just the way he's posing, like really? uh, if my choice is to walk in there and fight, or just let you, or just stand here and defiantly look at you, watch me burn. I'm gonna watch. You just gonna have to stand here and watch me burn. Anyway, they get out of the house. We switch back. They show back into the basement. He's not there anymore. So he's not standing at the bottom of the staircase. And then they get in. They flag a truck down. Get in the back of the back of the truck. Pan across these three women because Jamie Lee's or Laurie Strode has been hurt in this battle. I yeah, mean, he did stab her and he yeah. threw her off. She's hurt. Yeah, and, but then the granddaughter's still holding the butcher knife. They flash back to the the basement to let you see that he is not standing at the base of the staircase anymore. He's gone somewhere. And the movie goes off. So it's that even if if they never make another one, mm-hmm. he died. Or there's that out. Maybe there was a way to get out. Right. She had shot up through the floor. You know, the house is on fire. Right. Maybe could have fallen apart. Right. I yeah. mean, something could have fallen out. He could have gotten, he could have escaped. Yeah. You know, there is a, I'm sure he could. He, he burning wood. Right. He, could, he might be able to bust through some of that. So. Have they ever, exp- I mean, obviously now officially there are two Halloween movies. Uh, well, there's there, more than no, that. No, no, no. But what I'm saying, the canon now is there's the original and then there's this one. Yes, yes. All right. Have they have they ever explained how nothing phases him? There, um, Carpenter himself said the idea was always to imply that there was something supernatural. Okay. Without confirming. Okay. That there was something supernatural. Right. That's always been the implication. Obviously, in like four or five, six, and, and then um, right the the, yeah. the awful one, um, resurrection. Yeah. Yeah, especially as you, like part five and six really got into some supernatural stuff. Right. And they were, they're not very good. Part right. four is pretty good. Right. Uh, and six has got some. Three good, doesn't even have anything to do with right, Michael three Myers. Three doesn't have anything to do with Michael Myers. Um, there's a theory that this guy has that maybe they were heading this direction. I don't know. That in part three, there are these androids that. And that maybe Michael, like his, th- it's just one of those fan theories yeah. that, that Michael was actually killed at the end of part two mm-hmm. and that the Silver Shamrock Company created an android Michael Myers. Ah. Oh. 
and that's why he was able to withstand so much more pain later on. But yeah, the first two and and in this one, um, definitely the implication is always there's something supernatural right. about him because he right. can withstand a lot of a lot of punishment and things that would put a normal man, especially in the movie, in this movie being seventy years old or sixty, whatever. So oh yeah, yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't yeah, think I mean, about he's, that. He's twenty three, I think twenty one, twenty two, or twenty three in the original. So if we add forty years to that. Oh wow! So, I mean, yeah, yeah so I didn't think about that. Four years old, sixty old man. Um, to be able to whiz, which see, you ever had an old man hit you? Right. They got a lifetime of strength, man. Now, yeah. I think no. there's this idea that these old dudes ain't capable of hurting people. Right. They are. No, right. You know, I've been hit by an old dude. It hurt, yeah. man. Yeah. It hurt more than some young dudes that I've been hit by. Right. It's, I mean, there's just a lifetime of experience of right. knowing how and where to yeah. hit. There he is, man. Um, can we all right, let me ask you a couple more questions. I find this fascinating. I love picking your brain on the kinds of pop culture that I am ignorant of. Uh-huh. Let me ask you this. Obviously, a lot of things have changed in culture since mm-hmm. the late 70s. Uh we have cell phone. You mentioned the cell phone getting destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um how moving forward into horror, the horror genre, okay? Horror genre. Yeah. If if everybody's got a cell phone, it would seem to me that it would be harder for the killer to catch everybody. And it's also harder, you know, as a parent, if there's a killer on loose, I can get on my phone right now. I know where my kids are and drive, go get them, all this stuff, GPS. There's There's... You know, there ain't no getting lost in the woods because I can pull up the GPS and I can see, all right, this is the way we go to get out of the woods. And even what you said, they couldn't find the granddaughter, and the way that happens, they had to destroy Uh the cell phone. I guess what I'm saying is, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm asking as we move forward. Most horror movies that that you see now address it. Okay. Somebody will pull their cell phone out and go, Oh, I can't get a signal up here. Right. Or somebody, and then somebody else will go, yeah, me either. I can't. Oh, and yeah. I can't either. I watched one one time where they, we're all getting together and we spend too much time on our phones. So let's everybody put their cell phone in a bag, and let's spend the evening. Yeah. Um, just talking to one another and not get on social media. So they all put their phones in the bag. Two hours later, when the crap hits the fan, yeah. or whatever, they go to the bag to get the cell phone, and somebody's destroyed all the cell phones. Oh, uh, okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So there's always – it sucks that you have to have that scene, but right. you kind of do have to have that scene. And I think one way – some of the way you can fix that is setting things in a different time. Right, right. You know, if you're okay. going to make an 80s slasher, you set it in the 80s, and, and yeah. you don't have to worry about that as much. Yeah. But even then – these places, when I'm at work, if I'm in the wrong place, I can't get a signal. Can't yeah. Make a phone call, can't send yeah. a text. Can't, and I'm sure you're the same. I see you, you know, will say sometimes, sorry, I just didn't have a signal. I couldn't get to you. So. Right. The So there's sometimes, what I would love to see in one of these movies is to see like a Halloween where somebody comes upon and they see Michael Myers walking down the street and they Facebook live it. It's like, oh, there he is! There right. he is! I mean, to kind of yeah. to kind of incorporate that part of our mm-hmm. culture mm-hmm. into uh, 
into the movie. They've done that some with with alien movies, and mm-hmm. not not the You're but, right. you, you know. Yeah, um, you so I, I'm just curious to see what the future of horror movies. Well, the future is. of horror is the exciting thing now about yeah. this movie doing so well. Yeah. Um, you oh, know, and it you, did well. It did very well, and and. I think what they learned was, you know, if you put a good team of people together that care about the source material. Yes. And yeah. And want to see it done right. Yeah. And give them the money to do it. They'll make a good film and there's an appetite for it. Yeah. There's a whole generation of us that grew up on those movies that right. love these characters just as much as people like you love Luke Skywalker. Right. When he comes back, you know. Um, and there's already talk of. Of some reboots. There was already, there was a reboot planned, or not a reboot, a sequel to Friday the 13th planned. Uh-huh. And then that Ring reboot came out, and it didn't do very well. So they scrapped a lot of this stuff, because it was a awfully written movie. Right. That nobody cared. You know what I mean? It was a bad movie. Nobody saw it. But if you make a good movie, people will go see it. And I think there's already been talk of now bringing back Freddie and Jason, the the issue with with the Jason stuff is there's a there's a big lawsuit right now between Sean Cunningham and Victor Miller. Mm-hmm. Victor Miller wrote the original screenplay mm-hmm. for the original Friday the Thirteenth, right? But Jason wasn't really Jason as we know him, right? While the young boy was at the end of the movie. Uh-huh. The character that he became was not written by Victor Miller. Ah, uh-huh. so. There's a copyright law because a lot of these guys back then would just take a job. Yeah. Writing a screenplay for a guy. And then they're done. Yeah. Well, they went back and wrote some laws that said after 25 years, the original screenplay writer can go back and. and Claim. Yeah. And make a claim on. Right. On things, which is what happened. Victor Miller went in and it's become a lawsuit. But he won the other day the rights to. The name Friday the Thirteenth, mm-hmm. Camp Crystal Lake, to Pamela Voorhees. He won all that stuff. But oh Sean, wow! But Sean Cunningham retained the rights to the Jason Voorhees character. Right. So there's a big thing going on right now with who's going to wind up with control of this, and how are we going to make movies? Move? Are you going to get a Jason movie that doesn't mention Friday the Thirteenth, and are you right. going to get Friday the Thirteenth movies that don't have anything to do with the Jason lore? Are you going to get both of those things? Um, and now LeBron James is is a big fan of, right. of Friday the 13th, and he wants to help. I've heard that's why he signed with the Lakers, because he yes. wanted to get into the movie yes. industry. And So he went out there, and um, he's already doing the Space Jam, but he wants to make a Friday the 13th. Right. Movie. LeBron, so I, yeah. Like, you get enough money talking, people start getting to the table. So, okay, why don't we – Yeah. You know, if this movie's going to make $200 million, yeah. there's going to be enough to go around. Let's all sit down and do something. Yeah, I mean, LeBron James, and this is something that will really be examined 10 years from now, and he was criticized for this, but it that's exact. He signed with the Lakers to be in Los Angeles mm-hmm. to, because he's he's 35 years old. He's thinking about the future. You know, he uh I was I heard an article or heard an article, read an article or heard somebody talking that um I forget the name of the company, mm-hmm. but they've it's a new Gatorade 
mm. Powerade. You just, it's like body armor or something yes. like that. Yeah. Um, he invested like two or three million dollars in that and has already returned like 20 million. Oh, more than that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. pretty. And I, yeah, I've, uh, yeah, you can get that stuff at the QT. Yeah, he, yeah. he's trying to make, he's trying to use his money to make money so that when he retires, he's, LeBron, Pete, LeBron James, you hear about a lot of, a lot of athletes making bad investments, and he he just nailed mm-hmm. some. He and he also saw, you know, Kobe Bryant's got a production company, but LeBron James was criticized because he didn't sign to. You know, the point of playing, well, the point of playing pro sports is to make money. Right. I mean. But it's also to win championships, and his signing with the Lakers was not about championships at all. He, mm-hmm. it's about uh, it's a move for him. Right. Uh, so speaking of money, speaking of movies, let me throw this out at you. Nineteen seventy-eight, because you talked about, uh, and I just got curious as you were talking. Nineteen seventy-eight Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. The budget three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars at the time. It was the most profitable independent film ever made. It made seventy million dollars. Uh-huh. Here's here's how and, and so now we're forty years later. Mm-hmm. Here's why they can still make movies like this because we're forty years later. What do you think the budget for this current Halloween movie was? If I had to guess, I'd say twenty five, thirty million dollars. Ten to fifteen. Really? And it's already grossed over a hundred million dollars. Yes. Because the that you can not, hire rel- you can hire unknown actors. And the money, the the reason Avengers cost five hundred million to make is your actors, it's your special effects. Right. These right. digital effects, that's what it explodes your budget. Right. And if you can do a movie where it's just regular stunts and you're not crashing luxury cars, mm-hmm. you keep that I budget. Mean, even the, if you like, you say okay. Let, if you make a Friday the Thirteenth film for fifteen million dollars, yeah, and it only makes thirty million dollars, you doubled your money. You still made fifteen million dollars off of that, right? And those studios love that, and these are proven money makers. Yes, yeah, and they I called New Line Cinema the house that Freddie built. Right, that's how they made. Money. To, that's how New Line Cinemas started making money to begin with. Was making yeah. those Nightmare on Elm Street films. And then, people love them, man. Yeah, yeah. Is there something? So there's a whole group of us. I grew up watching the Monsters and the Adams Family, and I watched all that stuff. Given the choice between a new Star Wars movie and a new Friday the Thirteenth movie, it's not even a question for me. I'd rather have a new Friday the Thirteenth movie. Yeah. Every day of the week, man. Yeah, and I'd be um, the exact opposite. Right. And there's a place for both of us. Right. Uh, I think that place. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I think. I think something you said about this movie. People who you said who were faithful to the source material, mm-hmm. and as you moved along with Friday the Thirteenth and Freddy and Michael Myers, they just got some of the plots were just preposterous. Well, I think there was a tendency there to think, and it's been proven wrong. Mm-hmm. They'd said, nobody wants to watch Michael Myers take a butcher knife to Haddonfield. Right. 
When, in fact, that is exactly yeah. what the fans of those <laughs> things want to watch. Right. Okay, just make, you can change it. You can make it creative. You can up the, you know, brutality. They took in this one, the as much as people didn't like Rob Zombie's Halloween, I like Rob Zombie's Halloween. Right. Especially the second half of it. it was, yeah. They took the best of that. The, mm-hmm. the aged mask, obviously, and the Michael being a very brutal, efficient, mm-hmm. he, you know, and toying with people. That was always a thing with him that, yeah. that I think gets lost, that it wasn't just that he would show up and kill somebody. He would toy around with people a little yeah. bit. He'd, he'd kind of, you know, he'd make sure they saw him and were like, wait, what was that? And then he'd be gone, and then he'd go yeah. somewhere else. So, like, he – It was a game to him. Right, it was kind of a cat and mouse thing with him, and – you know, they kept the best elements of what Rob Zombie brought to it, the best of the original. And because what people do want to see is a new cast of characters come to Camp Crystal Lake and piss Jason off and him kill him. And then one girl kill him but not really kill him at the end. Right. That's what people want. And if you, you could make a movie like that every year. Yeah. And make a high-quality film and people like me will go see it. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need to put Michael Myers in downtown New York. You don't have to send Jason to space. <laughs> Which, uh, for the record, the Jason in Space movie is very underrated. It's entertaining. It is a very entertaining movie, man. I don't, I don't understand the hate that it gets, man. Like, I think that's just from the I can't believe they sent him to space crowd. But like, it's a very, very, very funny, entertaining film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh <laughs> Yeah, that's one you know, that's one of those Saturday afternoon sci fi. Yeah, uh, man. Oh yeah. Movies. I throw that movie in once a year and, and sit back and laugh and, and I drink a beer and, and eat some popcorn and enjoy the heck out of it, man. It's a fun movie. It's all right, guys. He just wants his machete back. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good movie, man. Uh, you know, I don't understand the hate that it gets. So Speaking of Halloween, we uh, didn't get go to Horror Nights this year. We didn't go to Scarewinds, mm-hmm. but we did go to Mad World over here in okay. the, uh, Powdersville. And uh, man, that's a that's a really really good haunted attraction in our area, man. Right? Like, okay. I was incredibly surprised at how well done it was, and and it's expensive. I mean, it was thirty dollars a person. Now, is it something you ride in? To explain. No, no. Like, oh, man, what I loved about it. Mm-hmm. We we usually, we would always go to the Corn Maze yeah. and go down to Denver Downs, and they're haunted houses. Right. It's a it's dang near G-rated. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's not right. scary. Yeah. It's just not. Yeah. You know? But what I liked about Mad World was um, you went through with your group. Yeah. So, if, there was three of us, yeah. me, me, my wife, and a, and a friend of her. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all went out, and they waited till the sun went down. They had a bonfire going, and uh, and they find out, okay, how many people are here? Where's three of us? They separate you, and then they tell you beforehand, look, yeah. if you, you need to keep a good steady pace. Yeah. He said, uh, if you keep a good pace, you'll be by yourself the whole time. Yeah. If you don't, if you if you go too slow, people are going to catch up with you. Yeah. And you're going to get their experience. Yeah. And if you go too fast, you're going to catch up with the group in front of you, and yeah. you're not going to get the full effect. Like, if it's just the three of y'all, 
they're going to focus just on the three of y'all. You yeah. don't have to worry about anybody else getting your scares. Right. We want to make sure you get your money. Yeah. Which was always my criticism of Horror Nights was mm-hmm. that it's a conga line. And it's right. like just a conga line of people walking yeah. through. And if you happen to get the scare, you get it. If you don't, yeah. you don't. But with this, it, you got every single scare wow. in the house. Every time somebody jumped out, every time there was an interaction, it was with you. And, of course, I had to go through first. Right. You know, they were making me go through first on everything. So every time somebody jumped out, it was at me. And, yeah. Uh, but, man, it was so well done. And it was a – I mean, it was 30 bucks, which is expensive. Um, but it seemed like it took us all – and it probably didn't. It probably just seemed that way, like a good half an hour to walk through that thing. Right. Um, and it was entertaining, man. Like you, it was different scenario. You go yeah. into one scenario, and it might be one of them was kind of like you were in the sewer with Pennywise the clown, and so they kind of did that. And he come out, and he was like, "I'm Pennywise," and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, you are," you know. Because at the end of the day, like most of the time, they're still like sixteen year old kids. Right? Yeah. But their makeup effects were really well. Yeah, like they they spent some time. It wasn't just a guy in a mask. In a mask, yeah. I mean, they you know it looked it looked good. All the stuff looked good. Um, and then like you would go outside and walk through the woods, and there wouldn't be anything like it would really nothing jumping out to scare you. And they did a zombie scene, which yeah, was, you're walking through the woods like that, and you're kind of you'd already walked through the woods maybe twice. Yeah. And you would get to the next scenario and nothing had happened. And then you get into this thing when you're walking through the woods and all of a sudden these zombies just started coming out at us and chased us down up through, up to the next thing, which was really cool. Um, there was a, uh, one thing they did, a, a bayou, um, where you walk in and they were like practicing voodoo or whatever. And oh, they had wow. like these big snakes that looked like they were coming out at you trying to bite you. Yeah. When you, as you walked over the bridge to get to it. Yeah. And uh, they had a laser. When you they These voodoo people chased us around this thing. Yeah. And went out. And then it was like you were actually on the bayou. Uh-huh. And they had a green laser set about waist level. Yeah. You know how you've seen those lasers that. Yeah. And then they had a smoke machine coming up, so it looked like you were walking through the water. Oh. And they had stuff coming up out of the floor that would kind of bog your legs down as you're walking through it. They catch It's catching your legs, so it felt like you were walking through water. It was really cool. It was really well done, man. Oh, my. Then they had one of those, uh, it's like two big airbags that are compressed together and you kind of have to squeeze through and get yeah. through and then you come out on the other end and there's somebody waiting to jump out at you and uh they did a they used the you've seen the ring the girl comes out of the TV. i have not seen the ring i've but, seen the girl come out uh, yeah all right so they had a strobe light effect going on in this big white wall and then as you look down at the bottom you see this girl kind of come out the bottom of it and because of the strobe light and the black lights and everything it really really was done well it was really good, man. Like I said, it took probably – it was at least 20 minutes. It might have been 30 to walk through that thing. How many people were there? Hey, there's no telling. There's no telling. They went – I wasn't home Saturday night. I was out of town. And they went and couldn't get in. Oh, wow. They, yeah, they were part. They were lying down the road. So I come home Sunday, and we had gone to see Halloween. She said, um, I would like to go back to Mad World if you want. And I've always wanted to go. Um, mm-hmm. 
said they were going to go because I was out of town. And I said, yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. I'd like to I'd like to check it out. So we got there. They opened at 7. We got there at 6. And parked. The sun was still out. And we were the first ones in line. Okay. Like, to wait. To, so we went ahead and bought our tickets. And then we got in line. And we kind of went and hung around. We were going to wait till the sun goes down. And the guy said, y'all aren't going to get in line? We were like, well, we're waiting for the sun to go down. We didn't really want to get in line. He said, no, no, go get in line now because we're not starting until the sun goes down. Oh, wow. So we were able to kind of get in line very early. Yeah. Then once the sun went down, it fired up. We were done by 8.30. Right. I would say we, if it started at 7.30, we were done by 8.30. probably took us half an hour in line and then about half an hour to walk through it. I'm, I'm curious how they do it with, you know, if you got a group of three, like that's got to take some time because, like, how how long would you say was there between scenes that you're walking to? Oh, not long. I mean, you're walking through the woods, but you're walking, so there's another group walking behind you, but you can't see them. Oh, gotcha. They waited. Right. They sent a group through, uh-huh. and then we probably waited two or three minutes, maybe two minutes, and then they sent us through. Mm-hmm. So we walk, you can see them doing it. I mean, before you get up there, obviously yeah. you can watch, and I was kind of timing it. Yeah. Bigger groups, they would wait a little longer. Yeah. Like there was one group that had like ten people in it, and they sent them. And they waited like five or six minutes before they said, because they know these guys are, you know, they're going to be straggling along. They're going to be like, but the three of us, they sent us pretty quick because I guess they knew three people. They're going to move a lot faster than 10. Right. Um, But, yeah, they were lined up. I guess people are willing to wait. You can pay $50 and go right in, which is brilliant capitalism, but, you know. And I told her if we ever go back again, I would just pay the extra money and go ahead and go. Yeah, you're not keen on waiting in line. If oh. I can pay an extra twenty bucks and I don't have to stand there for two hours and wait in line, yeah, I'm paying. The You've 20 said bucks. you would pay more for a movie ticket to watch the movie at home. Yeah, mm-hmm. and not. Ha- but let me say the the Halloween crowd. Yeah, was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome. Man. Yeah. Like when, it was, and it was a pretty full theater, but it was people that were there to be scared. Yeah. That were there for the, the movie because like everybody put their phones up. Yeah. There was no talking. There was no, it was a cool, it was a nice crowd to see. A, the horror crowd typically is, you know what I they mean? They understand. As long as you don't go on a Saturday night. The right. Horror, the horror crowd's usually pretty good. Right. Uh, yeah. We know the real horror buffs know that this will be better if we if we're quiet and if the plus it was an intense movie like they made him scary yeah again he wasn't cartoonish at all he was he was scary man I would recommend it it was good you I mean I managed, how many chair shots you give this movie oh it was it was four out of five four and yeah. a half out of five uh-huh. because I didn't like the scenes with his doctor so I got to give it a knock and I didn't like that they gave away too much in the trailers mm-hmm. but it was. It was what I wanted to see, man. It checked yeah. all the boxes. It had a little humor. It had, but not too much. It wasn't like over the top. It was just a little. <laughs> not kid. like my movies, gonna right? Be. Like <laughs> there was just a kid in it that was funny. Like he was yeah. interacting with his babysitter, and it was yeah. kind of a funny scene um, to break up the intensity of it. I guess. So, I mean, I didn't have a problem with that. Um, it was good. I managed my expectations though. Like I didn't go in expecting. I expected to see a good Michael Myers movie. And yeah, that's what I got, and. Not only that, it did well. That yeah. was the key. Like, that movie needed to make a lot of money. I don't actively root for rich people to get richer. 
Right. I root for me to get the movies that I want to see. <laughs> for me to get the movies that I wanted to see. You needed it to That movie money. needed to do well, and it did do well. And it's going to hopefully launch a – we're going to see a comeback. Not, not even just – of the characters that I like, it may get some financing for some other really good slasher. Oh, I'm sorry. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> you ask about horror movies, I give you the weather report. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would, I would definitely recommend it if you like horror, if you like Halloween, if you just like good movies. And if you want a good haunted attraction, Mad World. I told mm. the girl, she asked what we thought. I said, man, I've been to Halloween Horror Nights. And I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Their makeup effects are a little bit better, but I enjoyed this just as much. You didn't ask know. him to be a sponsor of the show. No, I don't I don't think they were interested. This episode brought to you by Mad World. Check it out on Interstate 85. <laughs> if you're uh, doing the $50 op- uh, uh, option, tell them Mark sent you and get in a little quicker. <laughs> and make sure they know that you heard about them on the double drop. Yes, if you go ones. and you say, how did you guys hear about us? I heard about you on the Double Drop Kick Show. The who? The Double Drop Kick Show. The what? The Double Drop Kick Show. That's right. That's what you're listening to. And uh, it's a, it's always nice to uh, take these little diversions away from away from wrestling and uh, get into the stuff. It is for me. I prefer this to the wrestling stuff at this point. Yes, yes, and uh, we got some good movies. You know, we're in that season where it's in- August, September, not a lot of movies. This was a big right. movie. We're getting into the big movie season. Aquaman. There's some other movies coming out, I guess. And something. it's interesting. I guess you get this too. I have people that'll say to me that they listen to our show or something. I, you know, it always kind of comes up when you see people. Uh, I saw some friends of mine this weekend, and they would. Uh, and it's always, I, you know, I listen to this show, I listen to this show, I listen to this show. But y'all were talking about wrestling, so I didn't listen to that show. <laughs> right. And then there are people that will say, well, I didn't listen to that show because y'all weren't talking about wrestling. Right. You know what I mean? Right. That's always interesting. Have you? Have, did you see Venom? No, I haven't seen it yet. Was it good? I assume you've seen it. It, was, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. Uh, that's what I heard, and that's why I just decided. I heard that about that and uh, Predator, the Predator, that neither one were great. So I, I just uh, Predator was. Oh, Bohemian Rhapsody. That's the yes, movie I will be that going comes to see out that. next week. Yeah, I'm going to see that. And uh, that and the the Rocket Man looks really good too. The the Elton John. I haven't seen the um, the Fantastic Beast. That movie's coming out. We'll probably. I don't go. care nothing about that. Johnny English strikes again. Definitely. That's that's tomorrow. I'm a big yeah, Rowan were. Atkinson fan. I was thinking that you were. I've seen all the Johnny Englishes. What is this yeah, movie I won't about? Be seeing that. What is this? That is not what I thought it was going to be. What is it? Uh, Let's run down. American run down. soldiers battle an experimental army of the undead oh, and yeah, the Nazi yeah, yeah. overlord. Uh huh. And the yeah. picture here is uh, that's not something I'm going to see. Yeah, I saw the previews for that. It looks pretty good. Have you seen the movie, or, or the? It's a documentary called Free Solo, and it's about this guy who like becomes the first person to free climb hmm. one of these really top. But it's about just like the training and how he just lives in his car and the triumph of the American spirit. I don't know about that. Have you? Have you? A Star is Born. That's been something that I've I heard was see really it. good. I want to see it because it looks like one of those really good, awful movies. 
You know uh, what I mean? Like it would it's not a great movie but in a good way. It's uh, either got potential to be that or just a really good movie. I'll probably check it out on on the DVD. On the DVD. On, on the DVD. See all coming soon. Let's click on this. I'm on yeah. Fandango.com. Run down a list for me. Fandango.com slash double dropkick will uh, not take you to any site, uh, but it could. Uh, uh, yeah, some of these I've not heard of. Well, that just that doesn't mean you shouldn't say the name because maybe I've heard of it. The School. That comes out this week. Or, excuse me, that came out last Friday. <laughs> i got to remember when this – uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, that comes out. Yeah, I'm ready to see it. Uh, let's see. All right, that's no, never heard. Heard of that one? No. Tully Monster, that's one of those. Yeah. Boy Erased, Haunting on Fraternity Row, huh. Monster Party, Mulan? Mulan is coming? What is yeah, it? there's a live action. Huh. Disney's going back in live action and a bunch of stuff. Uh the White Orchid? You heard of that? Seems like I did hear something about that. The uh, Nutcracker. Yeah, I saw the previews for that. The Doctor, the New Grinch, Fistful of Doctor. What is it? This got like this has like all the like old movies that are like one night showing. This is yeah. listing all of them. Uh, what is this? That's on Netflix. Uh, yeah, well, this is okay. This is not the best place to. Yeah. If you're going to find, if you're looking to find good upcoming movies, don't go to Fandango. That's a bear to to search. But hey, if you're looking for upcoming wrestling events, go to DoubleDropKick.com where you can find out all. Hey, we're also on Twitter at Heath Mulliken. I'm at the DDK show. Sometimes we reply, sometimes we don't. We got a Facebook group. We got a Facebook page. Go give it a like. Support our sponsors, at SOS Custom Tees. And, uh, hey, go out there and see a good horror movie. Yeah. Just like I would. Go spend some money on, on Halloween so they'll keep making movies, man. There you go. Last question. Okay. Real briefly. Mm-hmm. You pro candy corn or anti candy corn? I like candy corn. I ate a bag recently. Had my nephew at the house and one of my other nephews. I got several that hang out with me but one of my younger ones was over there me and him bought a bag and destroyed it and we also bought the little pumpkins those pumpkins are good now if candy corn were around year round it would not be the well same. it is but i don't eat it year round. Oh. i just eat it in the fall you get, i think like ingles has always got like little bags of candy corn that nobody buys and stuff Didn't but that. Uh, but yeah i uh, i mean i don't it's not something that i tell you what is good mm-hmm. candy corn flavored m&ms Now, I've gotten into the pumpkin spice, pumpkin spice frosted flakes, pumpkin spice life, pumpkin spice shredded wheat. Yeah, that stuff's amazing. I don't like the maple Cheerios. Tried those this week. Whoo, doggy. Maple (laughs) Cheerios. Hey, lower your cholesterol. You know what I wish had taken off in the fall instead of apple spice was like apple, caramel apple or apple cinnamon or something like that. I wish that had been the thing. Yeah. That they'd gone with. I'm going to tell you what's overrated is a candied apple. A caramel apple, yeah, good. The yeah. candied, the red, that's just. Sister Whitman loves them things. Oh, man. And I just, I, I have never understood no. her fascination with when we were kids. It was candy apple. She had to have a candy apple mm-hmm. everywhere. And she still to this day right. loves them. And I just do not understand the candy apple. Well, all I understand is. 
that uh, we appreciate you listening, downloading, subscribing to the show. And as always, for the Double Dropkick Show, I'm Heath Mulligan. And I'm Mark Whitman. And that's it this week, fans. So long for now.